Thank you, Jesus. Revelation chapter 22. And I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse but the throne of God and the and the, the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and its servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp, no light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light. And they shall reign forever and ever. Now, that's what we're going to uh, focus on from verse 6. Then he said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Now I, John, saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant and of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. Worship God. I want you to underline or mark these two words. Worship God. When you look at Jesus Christ, when Satan came to Jesus and told him to worship this world, worship him. Jesus said this, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Our God is the God who must be worshipped. He alone is the one who is worthy of all worship. And the one that we must serve, worship and serve him. So we see the same sentence over here showing that God alone must be worshipped. We don't worship our children. We don't worship our spouses. We don't worship our jobs. We don't worship our money, our education. We don't worship ourselves. We don't worship exercise. We don't worship Anything else that is in this world. We don't worship saints. We don't worship angels. We worship only God Almighty, our triune God, who is a triumphant God. 
Worship belongs to God Almighty. What is worship? Jesus said this, and we saw this during our worship. Jesus told this to the Samaritan woman. Time will come when people will worship me in spirit and in truth. Worship must be led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God must lead our worship. The Spirit of God must take over our prayer life. The Spirit of God must take us before the Father in heaven. And that worship will be uh, an instance to God Almighty. David says, seven times will I praise you. We're called to pray without ceasing. Now somebody can say, how can I pray without ceasing? How can I pray night and day? How can I pray nonstop? And how can the Bible say pray without ceasing? We must have an attitude of prayer, an attitude of worship. Whatever we are doing, our spirit man should connect with God all the time. That means whatever you're doing must be worship to God. Whether you're working, whether you're cooking, whether you're cleaning, it must be offered to God. You can continuously worship God like that. Whatever you do, when you do it unto God and not unto men, it is worship. You're conscious of the presence of God no matter what you're doing. You're conscious of God, no matter what you're doing. And whatever you're doing, you're offering it as worship to God Almighty. At that point, you'll be continuously in contact with God Almighty. Abiding in Christ is not staying in and hopping out, staying in and hopping out. Imagine what will happen if you want to go from point A to point B and you take a plane or a public transportation, whatever it is and a train or a bus, whatever. And you say that I want to go here, I'm going to board the flight or board the train or the bus, and then I'm going to get down here. We must stay in that bus or stay in that plane until we reach wherever we are supposed to. There's no jumping out when the driver is going and you can say, hey, I see that store and I want to jump out. You don't open the door and jump out. Hey, I like the clouds over here and you don't jump out. I want to see how it'll be. No. You stay inside. You follow the rules. If you're told to wear your seatbelts, you wear your seatbelts. You know how the air hostess will come and check and make sure you wear it and you are buckled up properly? And if you don't buckle yourself, they're not going to take the plane. They're not, the plane is not going to take off. They're going to make sure you buckle or you leave. People know how to follow rules. You know why? Because they want to go to where they should go. They want to reach their destination. They want to see their loved ones. They want to go see places, whatever it is. In order to get to where you need to get to, what do you do? You abide by the rules. When it comes to the, the Christian walk God has, it is important to abide in Christ, which is the word of God. It is important to be connected to the vine all the time. It is important to not just stay in touch, but let God flow into you 
and flow out of you all the time. There has to be a washing that is taking place. Every time he flows into you, he pushes out everything that should not be there. You become a clean host with the force of that living water. You become a clean host. You become a clean channel. You cannot be polluted water. A polluted water cannot be put to use. The water must be cleansed. You must be cleansed. If you want to become a channel of blessing to others, you cannot be a contaminated vessel. The worship cannot be contaminated. In the Old Testament, you cannot offer an animal that has blemish as an offering to God. You cannot do that. And God says in his word, will you take this gift and give it to a governor? Will you do that? You won't. You won't go to a dollar store and buy a pen and take it, you know, for your boss, for a gift. You won't go to, you know, a, a common store and buy something and take it to a president or to a mayor. We know how to buy gifts based on who we are going to give to. When it comes to God Almighty, Worship is not just turning some Christian music and dancing to it. And worship is not just listening to something. Well, I have something running in the background and I'm just doing my own thing. Where you're completely detached, you don't even know what's happening around you. That's not worship. In your life, no matter what you're doing, you must be aware of the presence of God. Whether you're typing up a report for your work, whether you're monitoring something or someone, Whether you are cooking or cleaning, whatever you're doing, when you do the very same thing, the very same thing, when you do it unto the Lord, that means your work is not void of God. Your daily activity is not void of the presence of God, should not be void of the presence of God. Let let us put it that way. It has to have God in it. I'm not saying that you Christianize everything. And have a label and a sticker there. You can have all those things and still have demons running through the whole place. The spirit behind everything is very important. When you're doing, whatever you're doing, must be acceptable to God. That means you produce high quality work. You don't cut short in what you're doing. You don't try to cheat. You don't try to do things in an ungodly manner, playing Christian music in the background and putting false calculations. No. God sees everything. Our lives must be true before the living God. Our talk, our actions, they matter. I'm going to show you why in a few minutes. But understand this. Your entire life must be worshipped to God. And Jesus told the Samaritan woman this. Look, there's going to be a time that will come. And he's talking about after he would go to heaven and send the Holy Spirit. That's when the Spirit-led worship really began. So he's saying there's going to be a time when people worship in spirit and in truth. And the Father, he looks for people who worship him like that. That means... You really have to seek. 
what does seek means when something is buried somewhere that you are not able to see that you are not able to easily see you're not able to easily spot something because it's not so common it's uncommon you have to look for it in order to find it during the time of the holy spirit the season of the holy spirit we're living god is really look for spirit led worshipers who worship him in spirit and in truth because a lot of times people will say oh i'm worshiping in the spirit but there's no word there now some people say i have the word but there's no spirit there both are no good we need to have the right ingredients have you tried to bake something and when the measuring when the measurements says that you have to put one and a half cups of this and two teaspoons of this and one spoon tablespoon of this and you just say well i don't need to i'll just pour how much ever how much ever how mix and see what will happen try it i mean if you have not tried to try it just don't follow the measurements of the recipe just look at the ingredients and also you know if the recipe calls for you to mix certain things ahead of time just don't do it just mix everything together it's all going to go into your tummy right so why don't you just mix everything together and just put it in the oven and see what happens try instead of putting 5 teaspoons of something just pour 5 cups and see what happens what'll happen well i don't have to follow the recipe why should i follow that somebody wrote the recipe why should i follow that i'll do my own thing don't follow measurements if you don't follow measurements say what will happen even for your clothing it has to be the right size why don't you wear whatever you can be a size small and you can wear three extra large you can do whatever you want to the only thing is it's not going to fit you you'll look like a clown we need measurements we need measurements for cooking we need measurements for clothing we need measurements to build a house measurements are so important that's why you have math when it comes to the things of god god gives very specific measurements specific instructions specific formulas that we must follow we can't say well i don't need to do that i'll do my own thing you know there are people who say i seek god my own way oh that's very dangerous the people who say i worship god my own way oh news for you is it will not be acceptable to god because he is the one we worship and he has to approve of your offering he can accept it or he can reject it so in order for our worship to be acceptable to god it has to follow the exact prescription that god has given If you want to have a good cake follow the measurements exactly you can add things that you want to add you can add raisins you can add you know cashews whatever you want to but certain things won't go there sometimes you add raisin to something that you should and it's going to really taste yucky only where you should add you should add and for that you need to have wisdom When it comes to things of God the spirit of God the wisdom of God will lead you into worship that is pleasing to God and you need the holy spirit for that 
you need the Holy Spirit to worship God. If you think that I can worship God only the Holy Spirit, you're wrong. It's going to be a disaster. You need the Holy Spirit to worship God in a manner that is pleasing to God. What else you need? You need the Word of God to worship God. You can't just say, well, um, I have the Spirit of God and I don't need the Word. I don't need to read the Bible. I don't need any scripture. You know, I'll just worship God and just, you know, jump up and down and, you know, play some worship music and have worship 24-7 and then praise God and say all kinds of things that is not biblical and then go home. That doesn't work that way. We need the Word as a foundation. We need the Word as a center of everything because we're worshiping the Word, which is Christ, which is God Himself. So, God is the object of worship. You worship God alone. And God is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. So the worship that we offer to God must be packed with the Word of God. Whatever we do, our doing and our working must be governed by the Word of God and covered by the Spirit of God. Write this down. These are very important things that the Holy Spirit is speaking of this hour. No matter what you're doing, it must be Word-centered. No matter what you're doing, it must be Spirit-led. Only those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You know, there are a lot of people who say that, well, God won't disown you. God won't cast you off. You are his son and you are his daughter. When you are his son, you're his daughter, then you are never going to be taken away from God. You know, they make all of these own, their own stories that are unbiblical. Only those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If you are led by the Spirit of Cigarettes, you are not a child of God. You're not a child of God. That's what my Bible says. If you're governed and dominated by alcohol and immorality, if you're governed and dominated by evil spirits, you are not being led by the Spirit of God. That's definitely not the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is holy. The Spirit of God will manifest in the fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit of God has no part with demonic spirits. If you're led by demonic spirits, how do you know you're led by demonic spirits? Your fruit will show. People will say, well, don't judge me. Don't tell me that I'm bad. I'll do whatever I want to do. Well, the Bible says your fruit will show you. The tree, when you look at it, it'll be known by its fruit, whether it's good or bad, whether it's rotten or whether it's good. If you look at the tree and if it's all filled with worms, eat my worms, you know that that's not a good tree. If you look at a tree and you see the fruits, they are ripe and they don't have disease in them, you know it's a good tree. By your works, you will be judged. The Bible says, by your works, you'll be condemned because your works will show whether you have genuine faith or not in Christ. Whether you held on to your faith or you shipwrecked your faith. You know, there are some people who say that, well, if you, if a person, you know, is not living right, maybe they were never saved. Oh, no, no, no. There's something called shipwrecking your faith. You can have the genuine work of God done and then you can shipwreck your faith. We need to know the word of God. We need to know the word of God. Don't shipwreck your faith. 
And then there are others who call people who shipwrecked their faith, who were overcome by demonic spirit, who died at a state of being dominated by the devil. If someone dies in addiction, if someone dies of overdose, know this for sure. They have been overcome by the demon called drugs. They've been overcome by the demon called alcohol. They've been overcome by the demon called depression for suicide. I will have to speak the truth here as the servant of God, not to sugarcoat here anything. Because only when you know the truth, you'll have the desperation to be set free. People have been lied for too long. For too long. And they're comfortable in their sins. Many organizations, many organization leaders will be in hell. Many are in hell already. Many will be going to hell. They are blind leaders of the blind. They're going to take many people to hell with them. They are money-making businessmen driven by demonic spirits. Just like it says in the book of Revelation, Satan has a seat in the synagogue. Many religious institutions, many churches, Many so-called faith-based places, Satan is sitting there laughing, bringing people in and making them worse than they were before. He's running the show. God is looking for true worshipers during these last days. He's looking for people who worship him in spirit and in truth. For the father seeks such who worship him. And what will the father do? He'll make himself known to such people and he'll make himself known through such people. Strive to enter into the gate. For narrow is the gate. Strive to enter in. We have to be people who worship God at all times. So, The first thing here is you worship God alone. You don't worship immorality. You don't worship drugs. You don't worship alcohol. You don't worship depression. You don't don't worship men. You don't worship women. You don't worship your own children. You don't worship your grandchildren. You don't worship health. You don't worship your own body. You don't worship your own self or self-image. A lot of people have temples for these things. They'll run to that and worship. There's some people, right after they come from work, television, that's their altar. That's their God. God is not their God. No, He's not. Look at your schedule. Look at your time and see what you give priority to. Who do you spend the most time with? Television, you're married to it. Alcohol, you're married to it. Pornography, you're married to it. You're one with it. Whatever you're married to, you're one with it, the Bible says. He who is joined with the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. You're joined with immorality. You're joined together with that immoral demon. You're one spirit with that demon. Whatever you're overcome by, you give yourself over to, that becomes your Lord. And Jesus is no longer your Lord at that point. Understand that. Clearly understand that. It will drive you to the lake of fire. Many have gone there. Many have gone there. We have to make sure that we save ourselves and our hearers. There's no time to play games and all those who play games. As is 
says in the book of Revelation, God will come and remove their candlestick. God will come and remove their candlestick. God will come and remove their candlestick. This is the voice of the Holy Spirit. They're speaking right now. We have to be very, very careful in our walk with God. God is looking for people who worship Him and Him alone. We either worship God or worship money. We can't have both. Who is the Lord of your life? Only God you shall worship. Only the Lord you shall serve. Now, verse 10. And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book. For the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. Why is the Spirit of God speaking here this way? What's he saying? He's saying, keep doing whatever you want to do. These are the people who will continue doing, will not repent. So he's saying, you want to be unjust? Keep going. You want to be filthy? Keep going. Those who want to be righteous, grow in your righteousness. Those who want to be holy, grow in your holiness. Pursue that which you're pursuing. Go after it with everything that is within you. If you're righteous, be righteous still. Don't turn away from it. If you're holy, grow in holiness. Don't turn away from it. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. Understand this. You must be righteous. You can never say that, well, Jesus is my righteousness and I live like the devil. It doesn't work that way. That's a contradiction. If Jesus is your righteousness, then his righteousness will be seen all over you. Must be seen all over you. That's when you really know that you have his righteousness. The positional righteousness, when it's taken by faith, and if you truly believe it, it will work itself out in the practical way where your life will be righteous. Your choice will show what you believe in, whether you're righteous or not. He who is holy, let him be holy still. Who should be? You. Who should be righteous? You. His righteousness that he has given, you work it out. Be holy. Be righteous. Let's continue. Verse 12. Very important. This is what I heard right when I was finishing with the worship. And behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. Underline that. Jesus is going to give every single person according to their works. Whatever you do, God is coming to reward you according to what you're doing right now. Whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. When you do it unto the Lord, it's worship. Because if you have to do it unto the Lord, you need to be led by the Spirit of God. That's when it's acceptable. Whatever you do, you must be led by the Spirit of God. Only those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You know how convenient it is for many people to say that, oh, I have the spirit of adoption to call him Abba Father, and no matter what I do, you know, I'm his son. Oh, no. 
Only if you are led by the Spirit of God. We need to have every scripture in the Bible. God has spoken. We can't just take one and leave the other out. It'll be a disaster. Because the Bible has the Word of God placed in different places. And it is through the Spirit of God will you be able to see the Word of God. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Don't deceive yourself. Don't let others deceive you. You don't deceive others. Don't give false comfort to people. If people died and they went to hell, don't say that, well, we'll see them in heaven. We won't. Then you'll be lying. God will hold you accountable because your lie will be a stumbling block to someone else because lie is from the father of lies. That's not the fruit of the spirit. Be true. Don't please people. Be truthful. If every church would have the spirit of God lead that church, this nation won't be the way it is with churches all over. Sin is so prevalent. Sin is in the pulpit. Sin is in the people. No wonder. Sin is everywhere. The leadership of a nation reflects the people, the churches in the nation. The choices of so-called believers who are all on their way to hell. May God have mercy upon us. Mercy upon this nation. Mercy upon the people. Because Jesus is coming soon. Behold, I come quickly. And what is he doing when he's coming? He's bringing something with him. What is he bringing with him? Reward. What does reward mean? Reward is a payment or something that you get in exchange for what you did. So God says, for the unjust people who are continuing to be unjust, I'm going to reward them. For those who are filthy, I'm going to reward them. For those who are just, I'm going to reward them. For those who are holy, I'm going to reward them. My reward is with me. And I'm going to give according to what they did while they were on the face of the earth. Good news for God's people is, if you become a true worshiper of the living God, which means not just in church, not just in a prayer meeting, not just a few minutes in your personal prayer time, but the entire day, should be worship to God. No matter what you do, practice the presence of God. If you're aware of God in everything that you do, that you're doing, that it's an offering to God. Whatever I'm doing, it's an offering to God. Whatever I'm doing, it's an offering to God. Lord, lead me. Holy Spirit, lead me. Lead me into presenting this as a pleasing sacrifice to you. You can never go wrong. Such people will become powerhouses for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because moment by moment by moment, what is descending into them? The power of God. Moment by moment by moment, what is happening to them? The Spirit of God will begin to lead them. That's how it is. It is very practical. That's how God has led me this far. To do anything, even if it is a sign of paper, I depend on God. Even if it is to move something from there, 
the Holy Spirit leads very precisely what needs to get done. That gets done in a day, given day. God leads very precisely what I should do and what I should not do. Because you can have 100 things to do in a day. God will say, 15 things here, get this done this day. And as we do one thing, God will show us what we need to do next. Sometimes he will say, A, B, C, D, E today. Gets done. Sometimes he will say, start A. Start with A. And when I'm doing A, he'll say, next you need to do this. Or sometimes only when I'm about to finish with A, he'll say, go to B. At the end of the day, I know that I've done what the Lord has told me to do. The Spirit of God very precisely leads. Because for every child of God, the Holy Spirit will lead them. Only those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons or the daughters of the living God. In our day-to-day activities, we need to be led by the Spirit of God. And whatever we do must go as an offering to God. That will bring your activities in check. Because there are certain things God won't lead you to do. At that point, you have to ask yourself this question, who is leading me then? Can that be an offering to God? No. Can you worship Him all day? If you have activities that shouldn't be there in your life, associations that you shouldn't be there in your life, watching things that you shouldn't watch, hearing things you shouldn't hear, gossiping, slandering, proud talk. If the Spirit of God is leading, those things will be cut out. When you open your mouth itself inside your spirit, you'll hear a very strong alarm that'll go off. And immediately you'll stop if you're obedient. If you're disobedient, you'll just silence that voice and you'll continue. And that voice won't be heard after that. And you go deeper in rebellion because you ignored the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's important to be sensitive to the voice of the Spirit of God. When the Lord says no, or when the Lord said, this is not good for you, my son, this is not good for you, my daughter, immediately obey the voice of the Spirit of God. Because only when you obey, God will speak to you more. If you don't obey, then the Spirit of God will not speak to you. We have to be children of God who are led by the Spirit of God. Only those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So how do you know that someone is a child of God or not? Not because they just got baptized, not because they claim to speak in tongues, not because they go to church every Sunday, not because they give tithes and offerings, not because they lead worship or preach the gospel. None of these things will show if they are a child of God or not. They that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of the daughters of God. That means my life should be dominated by the Holy Spirit. He should lead because that shows that he is the Lord. If he's not the Lord, then I'm not his child at all. Choose he this day whom you'll serve. Who are you going to work for? He's coming back to reward you for your work. Who are you going to work for? Are you going to work for the flesh or are you going to work for the Spirit of God? Are you going to work 
when I say for the flesh is the demonic spirits that dominate through the flesh. The works of the flesh are, and then God gives a whole bunch of lists there. And he says, those people who engage in these things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. We have to be very careful. God speaks to us in a very, very clear, precise manner. God will come to reward us according to what we have done in our bodies. May God continue to minister to us as our. If you're serving God and if your life is about Jesus, be encouraged he's coming back to reward you for what you've done. No matter how difficult your situation may be, if you're faithful to God and if you're pressing in, he is coming to reward you. God sees all the sacrifices. God sees all your sincere efforts behind closed doors. Especially if you're doing things without trumpeting. God sees all of that and he will come and reward you. He's coming quickly to reward you. He will reward you here and he will reward you there. We saw that last week. God is there reward you who will become a pleasing offering to God those who worship him with their lives not just with their lips but with their lives our lips should be an overflow from our lives our love relationship with God is to be so strong that we cannot be without talking about him we cannot be without talking to him that's spontaneous love relationship when you truly are in love you will constantly think about that person. You'll constantly talk about that person. You'll constantly talk to that person. Find every minute you can to talk to that person. Nobody needs to tell you, hey, did you call? Hey, did you talk? Hey, are you thinking? You should think. No. That's a spontaneous action, reaction that comes when somebody is genuinely in love. You know, there are people who go after people for money. That's all. He has a car. He has a job. But he, you know, he has a title and I can sit and live off of that. There are women like that. And who go after money, not the men, but the money. Those are people who pretend their heart is elsewhere. There are some Christians like that. Many Christians like that. They go after Jesus for what Jesus can offer. Some security, some safety, some money, what he can give me but their heart is elsewhere. You call them harlots. Christian harlots. Just like you have Christian thieves who steal from God when it comes to your tithes and offerings. You have Christian harlots who say we worship God, but they really don't. They go to Him for things, but their heart is elsewhere. True worshipers will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Their minds will always be on him. It's a beautiful scripture. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. They have perfect peace. Why? Their mind is all the time upon God. Because 
trust in the living God. If we trust in the living God, our minds are upon Him all the time, then we have peace regardless of what happens. We have peace all the time. Like I said, there's some people who will ask, how can we pray all the time? How can we read all the time? How can we have God in our lives all the time? How can we, how can we and not separate God from what we are doing? A simple illustration I just gave you. If you are in love with someone, no matter what you're doing, that person will be on your mind all the time. If you really love, genuinely love, then you will find ways to write, find ways to call, find ways to text. If you're genuinely in love with a person, nobody needs to remind you. It's always there. No matter what you're doing, it's always there in the back of your mind. You're always there. Nobody needs to tell you. Nobody needs to tell you. If, if somebody needs to remind you to call or talk to the person that you claim to love, and I would question at that point your love for the person. Unless you have some memory problem, serious memory problem or something. God is speaking to our hearts today. Our actions will show whether we really love God or not. Jesus so beautifully said it. If you love me, keep my commandments. What is he saying? If you really love me, do what I like. That's what is really going to show me if you really love me. And that comes spontaneously to a person who is in love. You really find out what they like and you want to do. You know, there are people who change their hairstyle, they change the way they dress and everything. They even change the way they eat, the eating habits, food, everything changes because they love that person. They don't like this, so I'm not going to do this. Nobody is forcing them. That's love. That's real love. Constantly the person is on their mind. They do what they like. They actually come home early. They no longer go to places where they used to. Suddenly they don't talk with certain people because they give that time to this person. Everything changes. Why? Because they are in love. When it comes to God, it's different, you see, for many people. Because the true love is not there. That's why Jesus put it this way. I'll know if you really love me or not when I see you do your daily activities. If you really love me, it's going to show. If you really love me, it's going to really show how you talk to me, how you treat me, and uh, how many times you talk to me, and how you long to come see me. And how you want to do what I like. And it's a mutual thing because when we are in love with Jesus, Jesus does everything that we like. Because our desires conform to his. And he says, you delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Even before you can call, he will answer. God is so near to those who are in that love relationship with God. They'll feel the presence of God. Even if they're doing ordinary work, they can feel God right there. Why? Because they've chosen to have God with them all the time. That's the difference. If you choose God to be with you all the time, then he will choose to be with you all the time. If you choose to make him your priority, he will choose to make you his priority. That's what God says. 
He says, if you honor him, he will honor you. If you make him your priority, then he will place you above every people of the earth. That's God's word. You worship him with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. His presence will come to deliver you. His presence will come through you to deliver others. Mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. This is who our God is. The Lord God alone you shall worship. You worship him in spirit and in truth. You need the spirit of God to lead you. You need the spirit of God and the word of God to be the center of your worship. Those are two things that God will look for. Not how beautifully you sing and how well you can play the instruments and how nicely you come dressed. Those are all like sprinkles on a, on a ice cream or a cake. But the main ingredients, because everything else is good in the sense when you come to the house of God, you need to honor him. You don't just go with your pajamas there. If you know how to dress when you go before a president or into a courthouse, you need to know how to come to the house of God. It's important. You cannot dishonor the presence of God. You can't say, well, we're not traditional people. We'll come, you know, however we want to with, you know, 10 holes in my jeans and, and, and come like I'm going to a club. We need to honor the presence of God. You will not wear certain things when you're going before a president. Don't do it when you come to the house of God. You're coming before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Remember that. What we wear is important. We cannot come to the house of God like we go to a coffee shop or a bar. You need to understand you're going before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. How much care, how much reverence, how much honor you give to God is important. Very important. People become too casual when it comes to the presence of God. That's why the glory of God has departed from the majority of the churches in this nation. Lucifer has taken over many places. Unfortunately, with Christian label and a Christian mask, it's like the Red Riding Hood story that children have. Where the wolf comes like the grandma. That's how it is. Many churches, there are many clergy, many ministers, many Christian places and rehab centers and everywhere where Lucifer is sitting and ruling, oppressing victims that he finds who come desperately there looking for Jesus and Jesus is not there. Who is there? Lucifer's there. Sending people to the lake of fire every day in the name of Christ. May God have mercy. Because all those will be in the lake of fire. All of them. May God have mercy. God is looking for people who worship him. In spirit and in truth. Who are led by the spirit of God. Who are filled with the word of God. Who move in him who live in him, who have their being in him. And he's coming back to reward such people. Yes, he's going to reward the ungodly. He's also going to reward the righteous. He's going to reward the holy. He's going to reward true worshipers. And he rewards them while they're on the face of the earth with his presence, with his power. And he makes them fruitful. And he rewards them once their life on earth is over with eternal rewards. What do you want? In this life. Who do you want to serve? You want to serve God? Serve God. You want to serve money? Serve money. God places a choice before you. That's why he said, he who is unjust, let him be unjust. He who is unrighteous, let him be unrighteous. 
He who is holy, let him be holy still. Who is righteous, he who is righteous, let him be righteous still. You have the broad way and the narrow way. Choose the narrow way, but you choose. Choose either day whom you will serve. Who do you want to be led by? Do you want to be led by the spirit of God and be the children of God? Or you want to be led by the demonic spirit and be the children of Lucifer? And claim to be children of God. Not many people are like that. Christian t-shirts. And Christian verses. Many who should not even take the name of the Lord upon their lips. Cursed on one side and put Bible verses on the other side. Who was ruling their lives? That's definitely not the spirit of God. What spirit is that? What tongues are they speaking? Who are they worshipping? Well, Satan can speak in tongues too. Understand that. There are many false things that are out there. Only God should be worshipped. And those who worship the living God are led by the spirit of God. They are the sons of God. They are the children of God. May God speak to our hearts today. I'm going to read this section one more time before we pray. Let's just read this. Verse. I'm going to read from verse 8. Now I, John, saw and heard these things. When I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, see that you do not do that. For I am your fellow servant and of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. Worship. Sorry. I was going to sneeze. I didn't. Worship God. Worship God. And we saw what worship is. We saw two things. Important, very important things. Worship must be led by the Spirit of God. And those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We must be led by the Spirit of God. And our worship has to be Spirit-led and Full of the truth, the word of God. We also saw that a worship should not be five minutes there and ten minutes here and one hour there, sporadic worship. But it has to be spontaneous worship. Like when you're in a love relationship, it has to be a spontaneous worship. And it has, it must be, or has, it has to be a continuous worship. Like how you continually think about those whom you really love. You can't really take that away from your mind. When you are in love with God, He becomes your everything. He becomes the center of your everything. He becomes your hero, your lover, your everything. Nobody needs to come and prompt you to pray, prompt you to worship, prompt you to talk about him, prompt you to talk to him. You don't need that. You won't need that when the love of God abides in you. Worship God. So we saw what true worship is and we saw how worship must be spontaneous. Worship 
really shows who we follow and who is our Lord. And those who truly worship God, true worshipers of God, are the people that God looks for. God seeks those people. And why is he looking for such people? Why is he looking for true worshipers? Because God fills those people and he uses them because they become trustworthy people. And our worship, we saw that, shouldn't be just, okay, I prayed this morning and that's it. And now I'm detached from God because I just prayed. And we will do other things without God. No, our whole life has to be intertwined with the spirit of God, where our words, our walk, our talk is all led by the Holy Spirit. May God bless us and give us a deeper understanding of what it means to truly worship God. Worship is not just music. Worship is not just singing. Worship is spirit-led singing, spirit-led living, spirit-led cooking, spirit-led cleaning, spirit-led doing your schoolwork. Whatever you're doing, you have God involved in it. And you will see the power of God manifest in every activity, whatever you do. God's fingerprints will be there in everything. And the peace of God will permeate through everything. We saw that. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. May God help us to have that kind of a life, a life of worship. Let my life be a worship to you. My life itself should be a worship to God Almighty. And He's the only one we worship and he should be the only one we serve. So, whatever we do, we do it unto God as an offering to him. It has to be worship. And we also saw that God comes and he says, I'm going to reward you. I'm going to reward you for whatever you've done in your body, whatever you Whatever work you're doing, when it's unto the Lord, I will come to reward you. So, direct your life towards God. Whatever you do, do it unto God. And being led by the Spirit of God. See, it's not only doing it unto God. It must be led by the Spirit of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And also, He is their Lord. So may the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts throughout this week as we enter into another week in this new month, new year. We want to pattern ourselves according to the scriptures. You want your life to be programmed according to God's word. Your life should conform to the standard and the blueprint that God has for you that comes from the word of God. That our life itself should be worshipped. Worship is not a portion of your activity. Your whole life itself should be worship. Worship is not something that's a part of your life, but it should be the whole life itself that's devoted to God, that my life itself should be an offering to God. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I offer up my life, a pleasing sacrifice, a pleasing sacrifice to the Most High King. Lord, I offer up my mind as a pleasing sacrifice, as a pleasing sacrifice to the Most High King. yourself to the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, I give my entire life to you as a worship to you. Hallelujah. I don't want to offer lip service, Lord. I want to give my entire life to you and I give it now. I give myself over to you at this hour, Jesus. I give myself over to you at this hour, Jesus. Tell the Lord. 
Let my whole life be about you, Lord. Let me be truly in love with you. That I may worship you spontaneously without any prompting. That whatever I do may be a worship to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That my entire life itself will be a sacrifice to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you, Holy Spirit. We're going to take some time in the presence of the Lord. Commit yourself to God. Commit yourself to God Almighty at this hour. Tell the Lord, I give my all to you. I give my all to you. I give my all to you. My speech, my conduct, my behavior, my clothing, my hair, my words, my mannerisms, my motives. Holy Spirit, go through everything. Check everything, Lord. I want to do everything that is pleasing to you. I want to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to do anything without being led by the Spirit of God. Today, what God has spoken is something very deep, very deep. Take some time to process it in the presence of God. And I pray that the Spirit of God will work in a deeper manner inside of you. Help the Lord, I don't want to be led by any other spirit. I want to be led by the Spirit of God. I don't want to do anything on my own. I want to be led by the Spirit of God. If God doesn't lead me, I don't want to do it. There are a lot of hasty people who will pray, say, Lord, lead me. And before God could lead, they'll go and do their own thing. And they will not wait. Waiting is so hard for them. Don't let, let any other spirit lead you. Don't let a hasty spirit lead you. Let the Spirit of God lead you. How else are you going to be trained by God? How else... Is God going to train your ears to his voice? If you cannot wait, if you're hasty in doing things, how are you going to hear from God? How are you going to be led by the Spirit of God? If you cannot wait for God's leading. Being led by the Spirit of God includes waiting on him, waiting until he leads you. Thank you, Jesus. Let God lead you. May your life be a worship to the living God. Hallelujah. Take some time in the presence of the Lord and tell the Lord, Lord, in this new year, I don't want to be led by any other spirit. I want to be led by the spirit of God. Lord, in this new year, my every action, my every word, let it be weighed in your balance, Lord. Let it be sifted by you, Lord. Discard everything that shouldn't be there. I'm giving myself over to you to be, to being led by the spirit of God. That my worship, my entire life be worshipped to you. That my worship be pleasing to you, Father. That my life be pleasing to you. Present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. Hallelujah. Present your words to God. Present your time to God. Present your talents to God. Present your treasure to God. Present your relationships to God. Present your education to God. Let everything be led by the Spirit of God. Let no other spirit lead you. Let the spirit of God lead you. Give your moments and your days to God. Then the Lord said, he will reward you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a mutual relationship. When you give everything over to God, he will give you everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let this new year be different. 
going forward, let it be different. Let it be different. Having heard what worship is, having heard who you should worship, you Jesus. Let this new year be different. Let it be different. Let it be different. Let it be different. He is coming to reward you. He's coming to reward you. Let it be different. May you have spontaneous worship. May you have spontaneous love relationship with God. Thank you, Jesus. Fall in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. May worship be spontaneous. May it be spontaneous. Hallelujah. May it be wholehearted. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to take some time in the presence of God. Just give yourself over to the Lord and tell the Lord, Lord, this new year, I want this new year to be different. Yes, God wants it to be different for you. Do you want it? God wants this new year to be different for you. Do you want it? God wants to give you that love relationship and the reward that he has for you. Do you want it? How spontaneous are you when it comes to running to the presence of God? How spontaneous are you when it comes to seeking God in everything pertaining to your life? Even the smallest thing. How spontaneous are you in fulfilling the desires of God? How spontaneous are you in knowing what God likes? How spontaneous are you in knowing the mind of Christ through the word of God? Is your worship spirit-led and word-filled? Is your life spirit-led and word-filled? Is the word in you and are you in the word? Give yourself over to the Lord. Is the word working through you? In you and through you. Are you a spontaneous lover of the Lord Jesus Christ? We don't need to be reminded who will overcome everything because of their genuine love. Thank you, Jesus. Worship God only. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Take some time in the presence of God. Take some time in the presence of the living God and give yourself over to God Almighty. Hallelujah. Give yourself over to God Almighty. Hallelujah. Give yourself over to God Almighty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. To living a spirit-led life in this new year. Directed by the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, fed by the Word of God. Hallelujah. Every decision... And everything that you do may be led by the Spirit of God, not by emotions, not by what you see, not by what you hear. God has to lead you. It's the Lord leading you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give yourself over to living a life God's way. Led by the Spirit of God, filled with the Word of God. Rewarded by the Son of God. Hallelujah. Spontaneous worship. Thank you, Jesus. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. It will come easy, spontaneous when you are in love with God Almighty. 
It was not hard for Enoch. It was not hard for Noah. It was not hard for Daniel. It was not hard for Joseph. They were all in love with God spontaneously. They're worshiping God day and night. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Take some time in the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Take some time in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let your life change this year. Let it change for the better. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, how your life will become a sweet fragrance to God. If it's patterned according to the word of God. That flows from the spirit of God. From a heart that is truly in love with God and yielded to the voice of the Lord. Hallelujah. What a powerful vessel that can become. Dedicate yourself to God. Dedicate yourself. Rededicate yourself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to mute my line for some time. If God's word has touched you, God has been speaking to your heart. That this message that God has given at this hour means something to you and you need to do something about it. And you lift your voice and you pray. Give yourself over to the Lord and pray. In the presence of God, you pray. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm giving myself over to you to living a spirit-led life, a spirit-filled life, a spirit-led life, a life that is worth living. Just because he lives, because he lives, I can live in him and he can live in me. We can do great mighty things for the almighty God. It's That's the life that's worth living because he lives. Not living a mediocre Christian life. But a life that is filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Letting Christ live in and through you. Let him dominate every part of your being. Kill every spiritual germ, every bacteria, spiritual bacteria that is there, every spiritual plague that is there. Let all those be destroyed by the power of the cross. You can be free. Thank you, Jesus. Give yourself over to God at his hour and pray. According to what God has spoken to you, pray. This is a very deep message God has given. And I pray that the Spirit of God would take this deep into your spirit to make your life into a sweet aroma for God Almighty. That as in the temple, the lamp was shining all the time. The incense was going all the time. May your life become like that 24-7 to God Almighty. A worship to God all the time. And He will come and reward you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. As the Lord leads, you can go ahead and pray. Thank you, Jesus.